Hello everybody, welcome to the Chenzor Dynasty here on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. I am your host, James Chen, and here we have another day of the Chen reaction where I just talk, or I react to uh, whatever's going on in the fighting game community right now. And uh, one of the things that's been happening recently is that Street Fighter V Champion Edition officially released last weekend, uh, a day early, by the way, on Thursday, not on Friday. And it came, I guess it was on time for Japan, so it came out worldwide for everybody. But it came out and that included uh, Seth into the roster. So Seth was finally available as DLC for us to play and try out and immediately a lot of people started doing the standard thing where you know you go to the Twitter and you start posting up the tech here's the most broken thing we can find here's what happens if you have V trigger activated already and three bars and this person misses an EX uppercut in the corner and here's the perfect storm and look I can do 80% damage etc etc uh, you know, uh, that's what we see a lot in, in, that's what we see a lot whenever new characters drop, we see optimal tech and it looks like the character's broken and everything, then we finally get a chance to take the character online and test it out, and it's been a really interesting situation. Seth, at first glance, does seem really strong. I mean, even just messing with Seth a little bit in training mode and testing out all the buttons and seeing what combos you could do, I was like... This character seems kind of broken. But what was interesting is that as people kept playing him, I mean, the same thing happened with Gil when Gil first dropped. Everybody was like, my God, this character's gonna be nuts. Look at this crazy retribution mechanic. He gets all these free juggles. He juggles for days and everything. I gotta tell you, uh, it's actually, uh, I mean, I don't, I've had a chance to play against Seth a little bit. Um, I don't think... Like, when I first saw him, as I knew he's not going to be a bad character. He's definitely going to be top tier, mid-top tier, or better. There's no way he was going to be a bad character. I wasn't convinced he was going to be a great character. And he still has the potential to be a top tier, uh, just because he has so much to explore. But I really do think right now that Seth is not super dominating. And I'm actually really, really, really happy about that right now. Um... One of the things I want to say, uh, one of the things I want to say about Seth and about Gil, uh, and this is actually true even going back to the last three season four characters, Poison Honda and Lucia. The guys are getting really good at knowing how to design characters in Street Fighter V in the system of Street Fighter V now to the point where the characters aren't like they're so creative now like these characters are really cool seth is really fun and actually kind of a joy to mess with and to play against and, and such he's seth has created is like such a different kind of style of play the ability to steal specific moves from from the the, the opponent that you happen to be fighting is really cool I really, really love the way that they've been doing this and I, I applaud them because Street Fighter V, when it came out in Season 1, even throughout part of Season 2, like the characters weren't crazy, there wasn't a lot of super interesting mechanics, I didn't feel like the characters were very creative or anything like that, but now 
Like, I just feel like that they've done such a great job designing these characters. And not only have they designed these characters really, really well to the point where they're interesting. Like, Gil just has so many combo routes. Seth has so many combo routes. Yet, somehow, they've designed these characters in a way that they're not broken. Like, they even know how to bring the character into the realm of Street Fighter V without being a broken character. You know, that's the interesting thing, and in fact, out of the last five characters that were in there, I feel like maybe Lucia might be a little bit on the weaker end, uh, but the other four characters are all just wonderfully, like, really nicely balanced and everything like that. And in fact, Lucia, I, you know, I've been experimenting and just trying more stuff, and the more stuff I find, the more I think that, that she's getting better, so she might not even be... Uh, lower tier in the end anyway you know I, I, my limited play of her I just need to expand it a little bit more and I really just feel like these guys have gotten really good at designing these characters the v-skill 2s have been super interesting and the way they developed the v-skill 2 has really kind of opened a lot of things up that's the other thing about set that I'm really impressed about too is that a lot of characters it's always ah yeah v-trigger 2 is useless v-skill 1 is useless blah v this one's obviously better Seth is designed in this really interesting way that v-skill 1 and v-skill 2 and v-trigger 1 and 2 are all really useful and it's really, I think, going to be dependent on the matchup. So I think you'll even see top uh, Seth players using all four of them, using the entire variety of one, 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 two, two, one, two, two, you know, combinations. Because it really just depends on the person you're fighting against. And when you choose those combinations, it really changes your stuff. It changes your strategy and your mindset around for Seth. So I'm really excited for how this character is working out right now. I'm really eager to see the Seth players come in and really do work with this character. Same thing with Gil as well. I'm, I'm really excited for this year to see Gil players start to do crazy things. Like if Nemo really is going to use Gil for the majority of the tournaments. I'm really excited about that. So, so far, my impressions of Seth just as a character design and stuff. And look, I hate Street Fighter 4 Seth, okay? I hate Street Fighter 4 Seth. I think it, Street Fighter 4 Seth is one of the worst designed characters that in a fighting game ever. Like, I, I, that, I cannot stand that character at all. Street Fighter 4 Seth. And when I heard the rumors that Seth was going to be in Street Fighter V, I was so disappointed. And yet, somehow, they've created a Seth that is so interesting, that is so unique and cool, and I'm actually excited about this character. The craziest thing about this, too, is that this Seth literally has nothing to do with the previous Seth. Like, what is the commonality between those two characters? I don't even think it's fair to even say they're the same character. This Street Fighter V Seth is a completely brand new character. There is nothing about this Seth that is the same as the other Seth. There's no same normal moves, no same special moves, no same ideas, no same concepts. It's a completely brand new character. So Seth Prime, maybe you want to call it? You know, it's such a different character and it's really really cool and I, I'm really really excited about that and 
I love what they did with Seth, and I think Seth has turned out to be a really good character. Now, tier-wise, like, like I said, that's my impression of design and playstyle and all that stuff like that. Tier-wise, all that stuff, I think it's very early to say, but again, I'm really happy so far because I feel like Seth is in this position where he's clearly strong, but not broken right clearly strong but not broken and i think that's really cool it's it's an interesting design because you know he's got good range moves that don't hit crouchers uh and uh it really feels like a lot of seth's play is gonna come from the axe kick which you can actually do like cammy's tiger knee cannon strike from vanilla and super uh street fighter 4. you can actually do quarter circle back up forward plus kick and you get the lowest height axe kick possible. And that actually seems to be a very, very powerful weapon. And you really got to learn how to do that properly because that's going to be one of Seth's best footsie tools. And it's interesting how they designed it. It's got really good range, but it, when it hits from max range, it's very hard to combo off of. So Seth is going to be a very air mobile character. The axe kick, the heavy one, puts enough delay in the air that it really throws off anti-airs. So this is just really interesting. Seth is going to be a very uh, different character than what we're used to in Street Fighter V. You know, one of the reasons why Cammy has been so strong is because she's always had that dive kick to change the arc of her jump. And I think Seth is actually going to play pretty airborne. Uh, and then there's V-Skill 1, which just has the most amazing range on the vacuum and active frames for days. And it just has the ability to, to, to whiff punish things, to beat all sorts of things. It's an armor breaker as well. So outside of stealing moves, I feel like V-Skill 1 is actually a... Oh, thank you, Dr. Bison, for more cheers. Thank you, Dr. Bison. Uh, much appreciated, all of the cheers. Oh, and shoutouts to Broly Legs. What's going on, Broly Legs? Um, but uh, V-Skill 1 has a really good ability to really make the footsies a lot scarier for Seth because it can get you from crazy ranges. Uh, the tricky part is if you grab somebody and then you steal their power, now you've lost the ability to have that weapon. Now you're trying to land the combo. So like I said, it's a really, really interesting design. Uh, V-Skill 2 is probably uh, uh, more... It's, it's a very, it's also a powerful neutral tool because if people whiff anything, I feel like V-Skill 2 gives him the ability to dash and then into a, a punish real quick. But the other thing too is that, you know, being able to dash into Hecaton Share Punch uh, is minus two, but it just goes really far and does a bunch of chip. It's just a, a nice way to fish for damage in neutral. So I think uh, V-Skill 2 is going to be interesting as well. Like I said, I, I really like the fact that both of them seem to have practicality. So yeah, plus two on hit gives you nothing afterwards, but uh, you're talking about uh, the, the suction into nothing, right? Suction into nothing for sure gives you the mix-up and stuff. Uh, but obviously you can't combo off of it, so it's just you get to maintain pressure, which can be good or bad depending on which characters that you're fighting uh, against. Um, but if you really don't want to steal their power, that is always an option. And in fact, I do things like that with Lucia as well, in which I end combos with her V-Skill just to keep people standing 
so that I don't have to deal with the quick rise back roll mix up and I can put them into immediate uh, pressure right there on the spot, but uh, not always uh, the best option. So not always uh, the best option. Sometimes I mix it up. So for Seth, probably sometimes you can do it just as a surprise, but it's usually pretty obvious when they decide to steal the power and when they don't. So uh, the fastest is the dash DP, but that's like 12 frames startup. Yeah, it's, it's not, you're probably not, it's just, it's terrifying because he gets in and uh, I'll have to mess with it a little bit more and see how it works. But also I think uh, if you think about it with V trigger one, there's a little bit of terrifyingness in there because if you have V Trigger 1 activated, anytime you V Skill 2 and dash forward into the Hecaton Share Punch, you can cancel that into the follow up into a plus 2. So you can go from being far away into a plus 2 situation uh, just like that. And uh, that I think might be good. So V Skill 2 might be uh, best paired with V Skill, a uh, V Trigger 1. V Trigger 2 right now feels gimmicky. And it feels like there's a, 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 a lot of people are learning how to use it. It's very tricky to time. Uh, they're very interesting that they actually made it so that it wasn't fixed moments that you can move it, that you can move it all sorts of different times so that you can mistime it very easily and stuff. So they kind of forced a little execution into it, which I really like. I really like that concept in there. It feels kind of gimmicky and it feels like there's sometimes good places to use it, but it's also a great combo extension. It's a great way to, to get free super combos and stuff like that, but I'm not convinced on V Trigger 2 exactly yet, although I have this feeling there are gonna be people who are gonna end up being super good at V Trigger 2. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, the extensions are locked behind V Trigger, but that's because those extensions are good. <laughs> you don't want those extensions not locked behind V-Trigger. Oh, man. It's so good. Oh, man. So, yeah, I'm really excited about Seth right now. I really like the character. I really like how the character is designed. I really like how the character is played right now. There's no way I would have ever imagined being excited about Seth. But like I said, Seth is just not even the same character as Seth was in Street Fighter 4. Like I said, there's literally no commonality between the two. I can't even name a single normal move that was repeated between the two, right? Like, none. Like, I don't think that there's a single normal or special. I think the only thing that's kind of repeated is the fact that he can suck you in, right? And then the, the, the critical art slams you into the wall or into the front camera off the vacuum. I think literally those two might be the only moves that have kind of made a return. <laughs> Damn. Nutacon calling out super moves just like that, huh? <laughs> That's awesome. By the way, guys, if you want to join my Discord, you, you have the Discord down over there to join it. Uh, Nutacon, Super Moose, Drunken Banana, these guys are all really good friends uh, who have talked a lot in my Discord. We've all met in person at Evo and such. Uh, uh, thank you, Mr. Friday, for the continued subscription for 23 months now. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> 
yeah, absolutely. These guys are friends. Uh, uh, if you want to join the the Chenzor Discord, uh, Chenzor Dynasty Discord, and have fun conversations with a lot of these guys, uh, it's a Discord that's designed to be a particularly you know friendly, welcome environment. Uh, my mods have carte blanche to just kick out anybody who's being a troublemaker and stuff. So. Uh, again, it's not that I'm trying to super sanitize anything or else, but there's just plenty of places to talk about fighting games where you can go all out and be, you know, crazy and everything like that. I just wanted to create a particular environment that is welcoming for beginners and welcoming for newcomers into the fighting game community where they don't have to deal with that thing. If you don't like it being super sanitized like that, like I said, no qualms on my part. There's plenty of other discords to go to, but the one that I've created here specifically is a goal to be friendly and welcoming to other people, and that's kind of the, uh, the way it works. So there is a netcode patch from Capcom. Wow, this will be the first time Capcom has actually did this peaceful in regards to the netcode. There won't be an excuse for the other companies. Yeah, it's interesting, Darth Proto Man, because that's why I was glad Altimore made the patch and that Ono responded in Twitter like we have grasped the situation, you know, as meme-worthy as that had become, the fact that he acknowledged it meant that I felt like Capcom's hand was forced. They either then had to willfully ignore it and make everybody mad, or they had to implement something similar. And so that's the thing. But again, we don't know what this fix is. They're not talking about it. And if it was something that was so, if they were going to fix the netcode, I don't know why they wouldn't just say, get ready for this awesome netcode fix on Tuesday. They just haven't said anything. I don't know what they're, what's holding them back from letting us know exactly what's happening on this patch right away. So there is a little bit of concern in my uh, heart, but I'm hoping they do the right thing. I really, really hope they do the right thing. So, um, Monad is really creative, I think. Uh, Monad is super creative. Yeah, uh, all the, uh, so starting from Monad, I would, even Abigail is kind of creative as well. Uh, really since Abigail, Abigail, I felt like that was kind of the start of the turning point. Uh, of where the DLC just started getting a lot better. Season 3 was a little janky just because although Sakura was, you know, is, is kind of a decent character, was okay character, it's just the animation was awful and she really didn't fill in any sort of slot for character archetype. She was just another Karen and a Kami. She was like a worse Karen and a Kami. But over time, they've, they've differentiated her enough that she feels like a different style of character now. So, uh, but I really liked how Blanca played. Ed, I mean, Falk, I really thought Falk was very interesting as a character as well. So yeah, I mean, I just felt like they've done a really good job since then. Street Fighter V Season 5 right now is in such a wonderful position. I'm really, really excited about it. Yeah, Sakura definitely still can be very boring, but I think she's a little bit, uh, it's just the animations. I, it's so hard for me to judge that character properly because every time I think about that character, I just think of like the weird animations and I get like, ugh, I just get frustrated. So yeah, we can all hope, Night Slash, we can all hope. We can all hope. Uh, is there any Japanese company that's done rollback aside from SNK Garo? Uh, Capcom? <laughs> Capcom's done all rollback uh, since uh, Street Fighter V, MVCI, 
uh, a lot of their uh, the the games that they farmed out, like the Final Fight Online, was using rollback netcode, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, etc., etc. So uh, that's basically uh, yeah, they've been doing rollback for quite some time now. They just didn't yeah 30th anniversary. They've just kind of messed up the implementation a lot of the times, which is really weird. But 30th anniversary was developed by a by a different company, so maybe that was the issue that, you know, MVCI was actually pretty good. So I'm not sure. Oh yeah, Garo is a is a future Fatal Fury. It's one of those Fatal Furies in the future, you know, that you jump ahead and now, uh, you know, Geese's kid is grown up now. So Geese Howard's kid, Rock, is grown up, but since Terry threw Geese out of building, uh, Terry took the, took the uh, responsibility of raising the now fatherless Rock Howard, and that's why Rock Howard has a combination Geese and Terry fighting style, which is kind of cool. Uh, any thoughts on that guy from Twitter that made an announcement related to Marvel? Huh, that guy, I mean, it, the, the scary thing about it is he made that kind of comment there, and then he had to walk it back, and that almost feels like the Cap Cops came after him, so I'm not sure, like, uh, on one hand, I don't want to believe anything because I just don't want to believe anything. On the second hand, uh, man, that that walk back is really suspicious. <laughs> that walk back is really suspicious, especially because the guy who said it is the voice actor for V from Devil May Cry 5, right? He literally said something to the extent of like, I can't wait for the next Marvel versus game and stuff like that. It's like the characters are going to be uh, different, but you know, something or other like that. And it was like, oh boy, oh God, what did you do? And all he did now was just give hope to everybody out there only to have that hope just wrenched from our hearts and kill us all but you know what all this stuff I should be talking about in the Q&A section this was supposed to be about Seth so you know what let me end this Chen reaction here right now for you guys and then I will jump back to the Q&A section and we'll talk about that kind of stuff over there so uh, for those of you on YouTube thanks for watching this if you want to see me continue to talk about this uh, Capcom announced this supposed leak or you know talk more about uh, all the different seasons and stuff like that check here on uh, youtube.com slash ultra chen tv for the uh, part two of this chen reaction where you where i do uh, engage with the twitter uh, with the twitch chat and and talk to all of them and if you're on youtube please like and subscribe to the video down before down below let me know what you guys think of Seth so far. If you think Seth is really strong or really weak, you know, just let me know uh, your opinion on that right now. And thank you guys for watching and supporting. Make sure you keep supporting youtube.com slash TV. For those of you here on Twitch, if you enjoy this content that I've been doing and the consistent streaming that I've been doing, see I have 132 subs down there. The goal is to get to 250 subs by the end of this, uh, by the end of June, hopefully. That's kind of the goal to see if I can get to that point. So if you want to support me and especially because I've been streaming so consistently now and everything like that, uh, please feel free to subscribe, donate, bits, gift subs, those kind of things like that would be very much appreciated. So thanks guys for tuning in. For those of you on Twitch, stick around for the Q&A section. Peace out, guys. Welcome back to the Chenzor Dynasty, and that is a lie. We'll be right back. No, we 
are back! That's right, we're back already here at the Chenzor Dynasty. You are at the Ask J Chenzor Q&A section today of today's stream. Uh, welcome to everybody watching on YouTube, as well as all the people here in the chat uh, talking about stuff. Uh, we were talking about fighting games, we were talking about Seth and Street Fighter V, uh, and we started talking about the Marvel vs. Capcom rumors or accidental leak. Uh, from that one voice actor who did the voice of V in Devil May Cry 5 having a tweet saying I'm so excited for the next Marvel vs. game and then uh, something or other about like it might be a little different or whatever and then all of a sudden he's walking it back like a day later he's like I didn't mean it that way I just meant I would be excited if there was a new versus game etc etc because blah 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 and it feels like such a PR walk back and finding a way to twist what he said into a unleaky situation now here's the thing for me is that uh, if you want to send me the link Toshin feel free I don't want to believe it because I just don't want to believe it. I just don't want to believe it, right? I just, like, I don't want to get my hopes up. Like, I just keep picturing that that gif from from uh, Endgame, right? Of, of Hawkeye just going like, don't, don't give me hope, you know? <laughs> like, I just don't want to have that hope. Uh, so I'm not going to... Talk. I don't want to sit here and think about it that much. Uh, there's not going to be any Marvel in there, dude. If Capcom is doing a versus game, I personally believe it's just going to be a pure versus game. It's going to be Capcom versus Capcom. And in fact, if Marvel act, I mean, if Capcom actually created a game and literally titled it Capcom versus Capcom, I would give them so much props. I would give them so much props, dude. Uh, uh, so I, I think that would be the right way to go. I would excise Marvel from the game just so you can have your own franchises in this game. You'll never have to worry about getting permission from all these other people and all this other stuff. You don't have to do all this stupid Marvel approval garbage and stuff like that. So, Or just make another versus Tatsunoko or something like that. That's how I would do it, right? A Teppen fighting game. Dude, if they just made Teppen the fighting game, that would actually be kind of neat, uh, to be honest. Um, it would be like Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, <laughs> go from mobile to fighting game. Um, but, um, yeah, Capcom Fighting Jam, but good, but good. So, uh, I do not think, uh, I'm not, like I said, I'm not holding my breath for anything. I'd rather believe that his tweet was a mistake and that he wasn't accidentally leaking something and that he was just legit talking about that i would rather believe that just so i don't get my hopes up for anything but the whole thing is just so darn suspicious it's just the way that it was stated and the and the and the walk back i mean someone yeah someone link me the tweets someone link me the guy's account because i want to uh 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 Capcom versus Leak, the voice actor. I just want to, Brian Hanford, he's the one. Uh, <clears throat> it's 
So if we go here, so Brian Hanford said in a tweet, said, absolutely pumped for the next hashtag Capcom versus game. New characters, but could be very familiar. I mean, I mean, and then there's that MVC2 thing that's happening at EVO, and so it's like, oh, and it's like, what? But then Brian Hanford tweeted out, um, let me be 100% clear. I have all caps, no knowledge of any new Capcom games or the potential of what any of their games may entail. This tweet, and he quote tweeted his other tweet, was about me being a big fan and seeing an Instagram ad about Capcom characters. Again, please understand I am in no way teasing or revealing info. <laughs> Let me be 100% clear, my lawyer just reminded me of my NDA. Exactly, exactly. Oh man. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is the situation that we're in right now. And it's a very, very interesting situation. So, like I said, I want to believe that he 100% in no way has any knowledge <laughs> of anything that Capcom is doing. I would rather have that happen and believe that than anything so um the only thing that i mean look the only thing that would kind of make me believe that he actually doesn't know anything is that mr wizard responded to that tweet with lol exclamation mark and if this really was something that was going to be revealed at evo and it accidentally got leaked, I think Wizard would actually be a lot more angry about it. That, you know, something that was supposed to be announced that Evo got leaked. I think he would be a lot more angry about it. But the fact that he actually responded with LOL almost kind of makes me believe that there is nothing planned to be announced at Evo or anything like that. So, oh man. Uh, well, Toshin, that's actually untrue because I am going to Texas for ST. Um, maybe, <laughs> Dectalon, I know that you know that I know that you know that I know that you know that I know that you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. God. He even had a hashtag VS Capcom. Brian Hanford even had a hashtag built into that tweet. Hashtag Capcom VS. It's like, it's like there was some sort of marketing thing that he accidentally blundered too early or something like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe it. Don't give me hope. Don't give me hope. Don't, don't, don't give me hope. Don't give me hope. Don't make me believe. <laughs> don't make me believing. Oh man. 
I mean, they kind of almost did it that one time where that voice actor for Guile's commander kind of, or someone made some sort of reference to that, but he didn't actually end up being a character, so I don't know. I don't know. It's... <sighs> I just... Look, like I said, if Capcom is going to do a new versus game, in my opinion, I would want it to have no crossover, no associate. I just want it to be Capcom versus Capcom. Or just tap in the fighting game or something like that. Just make it a versus game between Capcom franchises. Then you can do whatever you want with it. Then you can market it however you want with it. You can put it in any Capcom Pro Tour. You don't have to worry about... I mean, a lot. Uh, there was the video recently of Hungrybox talking about Nintendo and kind of chastising Nintendo for uh, not supporting Melee and stuff like that and, uh, and all of that stuff. Uh, one of the th interesting things about that that a lot of people aren't, you know, probably are not familiar with uh, in that situation is that Nintendo, in order to support something like Melee or something like Ultimate, has to redo a lot of contracts, right? If their contracts to begin with, with all of the crossover stuff that's happening in the game, there's so much crossover in that game that in order to make it a tournament where Nintendo runs a tournament and has the ability to show all these things in the tournament environment, they would probably have to craft entire new contracts with every single one of these companies for the right to display during tournaments for profit, etc, etc. Whatever contract they've signed with people for even like, you know, ghosts or the spirits or whatever like that, or even just like the, the, the assist trophies and things like that, they would have to redo a lot of the contracts if they didn't do it initially, right? Or they would have to ban certain characters, or they would have to ban certain music from the game, etc, etc. It's a dicey situation. This has had to have been done for previous versions of uh, Super Smash Brothers on streams at official events you can't stream certain characters music and stuff like that right there's there's a lot of red tape and so for Nintendo to take something like ultimate and be like all right let's do a league and let's support it it's not as simple as people would want it to be it's a lot more complicated uh, in my opinion the Roger Rabbit problem I like that description actually I like that description um, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, Crack Prom. Like, most people don't know how things work, right? It's just, so that's kind of why I would rather have Capcom just do a Capcom Versus, which is why, you know, I know, again, a lot of people got mad at me for saying that, you know, if Street Fighter died, I feel like the fighting game community would kind of die with it. I don't mean, like, disappear. I just mean, like, any hope for massive esports would kind of go away. Uh, it's not like that as much nowadays because games like Tekken have really kind of stepped into the forefront and have really started pushing things a lot as well. But at the time I said that, the re one of the main reasons why I said that was also because Capcom owns the entire license for Street Fighter. So anything that Capcom wants to do with the Street Fighter tournament, they can do. And it's Street Fighter is the only one that's gotten into the public mind in terms of, uh, in terms of, you know, just pop culture, 
right? Street Fighter is the most pop culture friendly of all the fighting games that we have out there and the least amount of rights issues. Uh, I mean, right now, I heard that even just to get Karen Kanzuki into Street Fighter V, they had to work with the manga artist that actually created and invented Karen, right? So there's still even rights issues in that kind of situation, right? They had to set up a new contract with the, with the manga artist who created Karen just to put her in the game. Rights are a really, really kind of a frustrating thing to deal with. And if Nintendo wanted Smash Ultimate to be an actual tournament game, the amount of rewriting contracts and rights that they would have to go through and some of these other companies like, you know, Konami would be like, oh, okay, you're going to put Snake in this tournament? Well, we want a piece of this tournament here then as well, whatever you make out of that because Snake is really popular and your tournament is succeeding because of Snake. You know, or Bayonetta, you know, they could do the Sonic. Sega can be like, look how popular our movie is right now. You know, we want a piece of that or whatever. If you ever do tournaments like that, it's just not as, it's just not simple for Nintendo to just be like, yes, here's Ultimate Tournament. Like that's just, it's just not that easy. It's why uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, yeah, is, is tough. It's hard for Dragon Ball Fighters to get a lot of things going with that because uh, they also, you know, uh, you every time they want to do anything with that, you have to answer to like three companies out there that have to give approval. That process is really frustrating. So, I don't want a Capcom versus game with Marvel anymore. I really just don't. As much as I would miss Magneto, Storm, Sentinel, you know, Wolverine, all these characters like that, I just don't want it anymore because I'd rather take off those handcuffs and let Capcom do whatever the hell they want. Because right now, the way it is, I think it's just, it's so limiting for Capcom to have to worry about these rights things. So if they just made it so that it's Amaterasu versus, uh, you know, Wesker versus Phoenix Wright versus, you know, whatever Capcom characters, ah, oh God, it would just be so much easier for them. It's just so much easier. Uh, the more outside characters, the more difficult it will be exactly, Darth Protoman. So, uh, does Marvel even have a blue-haired Catwoman with glasses? So, uh, to be fair, B. Mikey P, Catwoman has nothing to do with it. Blue hair and glasses, yes. <laughs> Catwoman has nothing to do with it. I don't have an obsession with Catwoman, but blue hair and glasses, yes. And, and leggy dames, yes. Those three are probably uh, the main thing. So if they put Kyoko in the game and just dyed her hair blue or there's an alternate color of Kyoko with blue hair, ah, God, I think I'm all in. I think that's, that's, that's it right there. I think uh, that would be it for me at that point in time. That would be my ultimate character at that point. Um... Yeah, obviously part of the appeal of the Versus series is the clash of the titles, and that's absolutely true. Uh, to not have the clash of those titles is kind of, uh, is kind of a letdown in a lot of ways, but like I said, in terms of just having it be an eSport and a fighting game, that they could budget themselves, that they can make the decisions that they want to the game themselves. Even within Capcom, it's probably going to be hard to do it because the creator of, or the guy currently responsible for Devil May Cry might say, make sure you don't make Nero weak, or, you know, or the person who created Amaterasu could still be off to the side and just being like, no, 
know. Like, if you're going to put this character in the game, you need, like, even within the company, it's going to be harder to do uh, for rights management, which is the crazy part. But at some point, like, it's still going to be a lot easier than everything else. So, uh, the Marvel name definitely draws people in. Especially nowadays, Marvel would draw a lot of people in. Um, a lot of people would draw people in, so... Uh, I because like I said, anything with Marvel's name on it right now is just is like everybody is so interested in it and everybody wants to see it. So, um, yeah. See, uh, according to Neuromaz, right there, friends play casually play Marvel. The only other fighting game they touch is Smash. Um, to be honest, I don't see Disney allowing Capcom to use characters not related to the MCU. Yeah, I mean, I. It's probably true too, although they've been talking about potentially bringing in the mutants little by little. There was rumors that Rogue is going to be the bad guy in, uh, in Captain Marvel, you know, because that's where Rogue got most of her powers from, was from Captain Marvel, right? So it'd be interesting to have her be kind of a villain turned good guy by the end of the movie or something like that, which would be really cool. By the way, uh, I've only just recently started watching the, the, the Fox X-Men cartoons for the first time uh, ever, thanks to Disney+. Plus and. Without question, in my opinion, Rogue is like the standout in that cartoon, dude. That's like really, really, she's so like adorable in that cartoon, dude. That's super awesome. That's the rumors that I've heard. Uh, obviously, probably it's just rumors at this point in time, but that would actually be cool. But I mean, within the Marvel context, that's why Rogue is so strong and can fly and everything because she sucked Captain Marvel's powers and uh, a lot of those powers just kind of stuck with her because they were, uh, that's how powerful Captain Marvel was is when she absorbed it, she, it didn't go away or anything like that. So it would be really interesting to have Rogue be introduced to the universe that way. But if Marvel, if Marvel decided to introduce the characters one by one in terms of X-Men and slowly integrate them in the MCU, I think that would actually be really, really cool, huh? Yeah, dude, like, seriously, like, uh, Rogue is actually really adorable in that, in that cartoon, dude. Really, really adorable. Um, Ant-Man, Wasp, and Endgame to totally justify mutants suddenly being a thing. Yeah, a lot of people have talked about a lot of really interesting ways that they could do that, right? So here's another one that people said, is that when Thanos snapped away the uh, Infinity Gems, it caused a giant energy burst that flam like that, right? So uh, people said that that explosion that Thanos did that created that giant energy wave when he destroyed the gems might have hit four astronauts in some sort of space shuttle somewhere or anything like that and then turned one of them into a stretchy guy and then turned another one into a, a, a flaming, you know, a person who can launch themselves in fire, another girl could turn themselves invisible and, you know, stuff like that. Like, that would actually be uh, really crafty if that's how they did that, so... Uh... Yeah, the original Wasp can do anything. I mean, honestly, they could do anything. They could do anything um, at this point, which is kind of neat. Uh, and uh, the quantum realm to bring everybody back. <laughs> uh, a reverse House of M would be crazy. 
I'm actually super, super... That would be funny if they brought Chris Evans back as Human Torch. <laughs> uh, I'm actually really excited for Doctor Strange and, and the... And the, and the Wanda, the Scarlet Witch movie. I'm actually really hyped for that because if it can get that crazy with magic and stuff like that, I think it's actually going to be really, really fun. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. It's always funny, too, because a lot of people, I don't, I mean, I think everybody is a whole, you know, absolutely aware that, you know, obviously the Scarlet Witch is, uh, is the Olsen twins' sister, but, you know, it's, it's just so funny because she's, like, the one that, like, really can act and just didn't d destroy herself with fame and popularity and drugs and everything like that and, and everything like that, so it's really sad to see. <clears throat> Uh, for Seth, I have actually just been using mostly he, uh, and him, just because that's the way they describe him in the game itself. They've been using male pronouns. Uh, I have used they and them on Twitter a couple of times, but, and then sometimes I'll just say she and her, because visually that's just what I see and that's the words that come out of my mouth, so... To be honest with you, at this point in time, I think it's just open season. I think you can actually uh, do whatever you want. What the heck? What's Seth's story? How is Seth's story is actually sad? How is Seth's story actually sad? It's kind of weird to me. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, the other Olsen twins, maybe they could act, but they ended up just... just I mean, obviously, they physically destroyed themselves with drugs and just... You know the fame got to them they, they fell down that standard path of the uh child hollywood stars i mean it's just it's it's crazy hmm yeah i some of the voice lines are really interesting a rogue replacement bot i'm not sure he's basically malfunctioning and has a personality disorder huh yeah, say no to... Oh, yeah, okay, so say no to Weebs did not know. Yeah, uh, if you look at her, if you look at Scarlet Witch, she, I mean, she, she, part, she really looks like uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. There's a very family similarity there, but, you know, Elizabeth Olsen, she is their younger sister, so... Um, but she's really uh, crafted herself a really nice acting career. Uh, she's starred in some really good movies and stuff like that, so... <clears throat> more than just uh, Avengers stuff. Um, Seth is back and wants revenge on Bison, but he's already dead, so Seth goes after people with psycho power like Ed and Falk. This is just weird. <laughs> I don't... Nah, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. I'll Maybe I'll play the story mode at one point just to see what the hell is going on. Oh, man. But, uh, okay. Anyways, hey, look who decided to join me. Hi, Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. Good kitty. Good kitty. 
Hi. Hi. Oh, you want to climb in my lap over here? Oh, yeah. Here she comes. Onto the lap. Onto the lap. Oh. Good kitty. What if the netcode patch comes with another story mode? Stop it, anime lover. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> we don't... One, the story mode wasn't that great anyway, so who cares? And two, let's let's just be happy with whatever we can get, okay? Oh, man. Okay. I mean, it's an interesting thing, right? Because Seth... Um, Seth, I mean, there was the whole thing with the dolls and stuff that I'm still not sure exactly why M. Bison wanted to use the body of the dolls. And I'm still not exactly sure what that story is all about. So that whole thing is kind of weird and everything. So uh, the chess pieces, yeah. And Nikali was a sheep that basically did nothing. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, do you... Just hitting this microphone. All right, use the microphone to scratch your cheeks. Use the microphone to scratch your cheeks. Hi, kitty. Hi, kitty. Um, if you guys have any other questions for this Q and A section, otherwise, otherwise, what I'll do is I'll actually just switch over to the Grand Blue Fantasy Versus and we can just start doing beginner lobbies at this point in time. Uh, this is kind of a situation for you guys to come in and play. Uh, I was gonna use another character besides Loane, but I haven't had a chance to lab anybody. So I'm probably just gonna keep playing Loane uh, for this today's session. Uh, I'd like to learn more about some of the other characters, like I'd like to fight more Percival's and, and, and stuff like that, just to see what some of the other characters are about. But it is designed to be a beginner lobby for all of us to learn. So if you are really good, you know, and you come in here, I mean, a lot of people like to stream snipe, come in and flex on people and feel good about themselves and leave. I mean, whatever, go for it, I guess. But, you know, if you're not, if you're not a troll, if you're not somebody who just has to find ways to make themselves feel good about themselves, you know, keep the lobby open for the beginners out there to learn the game because that's, I'm trying to promote that kind of environment here. Um, <clears throat> G is supposed to be the boss character for Street Fighter V. That actually makes sense. So uh, the lobbies will probably go until about like 7:30, 7:30 or 8 o'clock as usual. So probably uh, for a few hours, for a couple of hours, two and a half hours or so like that. But um, if you guys don't have any more questions, thanks guys for tuning in to Ask Jay Chenzor here on uh, February 17th. Uh, on twitch.tv slash jchenzer if you're watching this on YouTube. Please like and subscribe below in the chat. And um, if they are going to make a Capcom versus game, which Capcom character do you want to see show up in the game? Let me know in the comments below. Make sure you take a second to click like and uh, subscribe on YouTube. If you guys are watching this on Twitch, if you guys appreciate this content, the goal is to get to 250 subs by June. Um, that will help me a lot, Keep be able to keep this uh, streaming and commentary life going. Otherwise, I will probably have to grab another job and be and won't be able to commentate as much anymore, which will make me very sad. <laughs> uh, obviously, that's a very selfish kind of thing to want. I mean, please support my career kind of thing. But, you know, if you do enjoy the content, if I am giving you guys good content that you feel worth 
your time and your income, feel free to subscribe. If I'm not, then don't even bother. It's all good. Take care of yourself or subscribe to other people that you do feel like are giving you quality content. But thank you guys for tuning in and hanging out here. Uh, for those of you on Twitch, don't go anywhere. The Grand Blue Fantasy vs. Beginner lobbies are going to start right after this. And um, uh, I'm not sure if I'll get those on YouTube. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But thanks guys for tuning in and I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.